just Malcolm Byron. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Good Thursday morning on a short week already. The second day of the week. <laughs> Second to last day of the week. Moving along really, really quickly. I'm Caleb Henry. Doug Fitzgerald in studio with me here. Mark Vale in the KLIN newsroom. No, there is no Jack Mitchell back quite yet. There are a lot of flight cancellations happening all over the place. Have not heard from uh, from Jack yet if that's affecting more of his travel. As we already know, it delayed what was supposed to be him getting back. And being here this morning, I would not anticipate he's back for Request Line Friday tomorrow either. Mark, you were checking all the flights. What's the reason for all the backups and the cancellations? Couple Do you of, know, a couple of things, primarily weather. Is it? Uh, yeah, and and it's just and with the shortage of uh, crew members uh, and with weather delays, they, the crews sometimes run out of time that they can fly both uh, cabin crew and the uh, the flight crew. So there's there's a multiple multiple reasons for it, but uh, when you get uh, major hubs that get weather delays, that just kind of sends a a domino effect on through the system and just messes with everything. Yeah, this is all super fun. I'm sure I'm <laughs> sure the Mitchell family is having a lot of fun right now. And <laughs> not. <laughs> well, whenever he does get back, he'll we'll we'll make sure he's all rested up, ready to go. Anyway, we've got still got a good show for you coming up today. We've got. Grow Lincoln team in the 8 o'clock hour. Also going to talk with our friend Nick Maestas at oh, Muchachos, good. something he's got going on over there. And obviously they've expanded up into Omaha. They've got a lot happening for our two-time Munch Madness champion. 7 o'clock, we will get into your Ticket Thursday. <laughs> I have no idea what it's going to be. but <laughs> Hey, we're going to figure it out when we get there. We'll figure it out together. Yeah. But if you do help us figure it out and you win, <laughs> you'll get a four-pack of tickets to Catch Me If You Can by Pinewood Performing Arts. Those uh, those performances are the 13th to the 16th and then the 20th to the 23rd. So not this weekend, but the next two weekends out at Pinewood. So Catch Me If You Can, four-pack of tickets to that. If in an hour, one, you can figure out what game we're playing, but two, if you can win that game when we do get there. And, of course, your morning drive at 735, brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management. Mark Vale, anything happened yesterday? It's not like we have four days of buildup this time. No, it was kind of yesterday, kind of, uh, you know, pick up uh, all the details from uh, what happened over the long 4th of July weekend. I had some, a uh, little bit of, uh, you know, police activity, uh, nothing what I would call major or uh, no injuries uh, of significance. Um, fireworks Amnesty Day yesterday took in uh, quite a bit of uh, illegal fireworks, uh, legal fireworks, and some illegals. There was no questions asked. Understand they also took in some old ammunition, so mm. that'll get disposed of in a safe manner at some point in the future. Medical marijuana petitions on the street. Uh, a couple of those, you know, we've been through that. What three? This was the third check. <laughs> yeah, third time I think. Uh, so that's uh, getting underway. Um, Lancaster County Sheriff's uh, stopped a guy uh, uh, over the holiday and searched the vehicle. He there was a loaded gun in the vehicle, and he was uh, 
convicted felon and not supposed to have it, so he's being held. So those those are the the kind of the big things uh, going along. <clears throat> the one that we have not discussed, and I think it's it's a good time to uh, bring it up. Let me uh, just pull up these numbers because they're pretty impressive. Uh, we've gone almost three months now without a winner of either Mega Millions or Powerball. Mega Millions for tomorrow night is four hundred twenty-seven million. Powerball for Saturday night five hundred ninety million. So the combination there over a billion dollars. Yeah, I started to notice that the other day when I was driving. You got the big signs, and I was like, "Oh, those numbers are filling up all the way across." Yeah, there. yeah. So you know, we're talking some serious money. Uh, the Powerball cash option. With a jackpot of five hundred ninety million cash value, of about three hundred five million, uh, mega millions four hundred twenty seven million. That puts the cash option about two hundred twenty million. So I'll take it. So yeah, you know we could. Yes, uh, please. We could. Uh, you know, if we won that, we'd just stay in the radio business till it was all gone. Hey, if we won that, we could afford to stay in the radio business. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, those are the. By the way, um, mega millions. Uh, is uh, tomorrow night and Powerball Saturday night. Wow. Okay. Well, your your odds will probably be better today, maybe in about an hour, right? For uh, Ticket Thursday. Oh yeah, your odds are definitely better for Ticket better. Thursday. I was like, how would my odds be better today? They're not drawing today, Doug. <laughs> he just said that. He just said it's Friday and Saturday. I'm trying to help you win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sooner than later. Yeah. If you don't want a couple hundred million dollars and you would rather have a four pack of tickets to catch me if you can by the Pinewood Performing Arts, yes, your odds will be a lot better in about an hour right here on LNK Today. Uh, Mark, how how big of a deal is this resignation of the Health and Human Services CEO? Oh, I you know, I think that's just part of the natural progression. She's moving on up into a, a position with mm-hmm. the national organization. Danette Smith has been in that position since 2019 we've interviewed her a few times here on in the news newsroom uh led a department of nearly 5000 people wow. big department department of health and human services so i don't think it's a, it's i mean it's it's unfortunate because she uh, was uh, very well liked in her position from what i understand uh did a, a good job got you know shepherded a lot of things through the department of health and human services uh the legislature uh, and all of that so you know, they'll, they'll put out the search. Uh, we'll have to see if, uh, who Governor Pillen names for an interim head. And then uh, when they uh, do find somebody. Um, but I don't see this as, as there's nothing wrong or, or about it. It's uh, She's just moving up in okay. in, in that kind of uh, uh, that world of, of health and human services, this time just more on a national stage. I'm always intrigued by by the movement in the in those offices. Whether it is they are just naturally moving up, they've been doing it for a long time and just want to do something else. They're retiring, or if they and sometimes when you just see the announcement of a resignation when you've had a changeover in leadership, where the new governor Jim Pillen, if that is part of any of the reasoning. So I'm always just curious yep. on those. I, I haven't heard anything that it was because of the the new administration. That now there could be some factors involved there, and just the way the the, uh, the governor uh, wants the the state to move forward. But mm-hmm. I certainly haven't heard of any uh, major issues there. Um, I haven't seen any any indication other than that. Well, interested to see who uh, who gets tapped for that. Then I mean that's forward. that's a, that's a big budget too. I mean when you stop to think about it, um, trying to 
look right up just really quick what the budget is. Uh, six point three billion. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Six point three billion. That. Wow. Now this was from uh, from where I used to live out in, uh, in the Kearney area. They've got the YRTC out there, the Youth Rehabilitation and Treatment Center. They and that's gone through a complete redesign. So there's when you start to see everything that falls under this department, you can well, see why the budget is that big. Yeah, I mean it's it's huge uh, the department. So, All and, right. and you know, uh, I mean. When you really think about the the change in an administration, the new governor come in, uh, it, it's not unusual to see a number of uh, department heads uh, transition out. But this is uh, only the second one, um, I believe, for the governor. Um, uh, Scott Frakes uh, had resigned before uh, the governor took off office. Uh, Tony Goins left in uh, earlier this spring. So, you know, this is kind of a natural. Okay. Just, just see it as normal progression of people moving forward we mentioned it in the morning drive when we'd gotten to it because it, it wasn't until the seven o'clock hour that we got the announcement but now that we've had 23 hours of it being out there anything do do we have anything new on reaction to tony vargas officially entering the race against don bacon for that congressional seat pretty pretty much what we re- would expect uh most people are saying, you know, that, that this is already a Bacon-Vargas uh, head-to-head re, uh, rematch from 2022, but actually we're going to have to wait and see if there's anybody that files uh, in the primary against him, whether he mm-hmm. has a primary challenger. Nobody's really talking about that, so I would say it's probably pretty much um, going, uh, or uh, they've pretty much decided that right. Vargas is going to be the candidate, and I would be, uh, I would not expect to have another candidate move forward, but a long time between now and, and the primary so but no i have not heard any uh anything other than it's a, it's going to be a rematch it was very close last time probably going to be close this time mm-hmm. uh but quite frankly these congressional seats and and i'd appreciate some some feedback from you two the congressional seats really in this case are going to take a, a back seat in in, <laughs> in uh, the election cycle next year with two senate seats being voted on i mean those statewide races just seem to, uh, you know, take some of the uh, the steam out of the uh, the engine on these types of things. Mm-hmm. Other than the fact that the um, electoral vote is up for grabs in twenty twenty four, you know, if it if it switches, um, it'll be interesting to see where this all shakes out. Well, twenty twenty four, when you start to to add in everything that's going on, where you're normally going to get your three house seats. Those are already going to be up for election. And then when you get the every six years, depending on the seat in the Senate, you are already going to have this one up for election with Senator Fishers. Right. Her her term. uh, And then you had the changeover in the other Senate seat with Ben Sass taking the job in Florida. And now you have all five. At the, and now we need to continue to remind people that the Pete Ricketts seat is just a two-year term, and then it will be up for election again. So we'll still have four of the five in 2026 up right. for election. Um, but you add in whatever petition initiatives, ballots, make it to November next year to get voted on, on top of presidential election right. within well, all of that. You can see a huge number. I think that's I think that's kind of exciting because if you have all of that on the ballot 
during a year where most people will get involved, you know, on an off years, most people just aren't out there voting and the numbers are down. This will be good to get more people out to vote on all these. And then, of course, uh, the, the unicameral. Yep. Yep. Well, we'll have we'll have everything as it starts to get a little bit <laughs> more local. Like it's going to be a ballot, man. We have to. How big that ballot's going to be? I'm going to have to take in a giant cheat sheet with me to be like, okay, who all is vo- who's running again? It's everybody. Okay, what's happening? You you might want to go uh, and vote early and just plan an afternoon. <laughs> I might have to. Or that's one of the things that I did enjoy when I would get, and I didn't do it the, these last couple of elections, but when I would get the the early ballot, the the mail-in ballot, and I could just sit down at, in our kitchen. I could sit down at the table and just go, okay, let's go straight down this. I can look everyone up. I can remember where, I would, where I'm at in, in how I'm looking at each race and each candidate, and there's just the time, and there's not as much pressure for it. That was one of the giant pros that I got out of using the mail-in voting. Do you think, so how big will the ballot be? Have you ever voted where there's been more than a front and a back on the ballot no, sheet? I've, no, I, I think they... Just squeeze down the font? Yeah, probably. Oh, man. You go in there, <laughs> Get they, your they, out. they've <laughs> got the magnifying glass like you're in a library. Well, remember, I, I mean, these the ballots are as unique as, as the precincts. Uh, and, and depending on where you live, you may or may not have uh, certain candidates or certain races on your ballot, so... It's a little mystery, but when we talk about the big picture, uh, there's several items that are not going to show up on an individual ballot because it's, you know, you're not in the second district, you're only going to have the first district. So. And, and depending on what precinct you're in, like, That's where, right. like where you're at, it is specifically your races. So a lot of times when you see those sample ballots, oh yeah, and they include everything, everything <laughs> under the sun, and you're like, okay, I don't know if I can do all that. When it gets down to just specifically who you're voting for for unicameral, who you're voting for for the House, and then obviously statewide seat like Senate, and then your presidential race on there. It does Paradigm. lessen it up quite a bit. Now, the the thing that I took away a little bit yesterday from Vargas announcing his run, there had been a little bit of rumbling about Megan Hunt trying to get into that race, but she's in the middle of her four years in the unicameral, and they wouldn't... They being the Democrats, or they whatever, want to, they want to hold that or, seat, or whatever she she's identifying as for her party now, but they would not want uh, Governor Jim Pillen to appoint that seat, so they're probably not going to leave in the middle of a term there anyway. But that does make everyone start to look look ahead to twenty twenty six on on where people are for the unicameral, and especially anyone who's really ratcheted up name recognition on on that side of the aisle. Yep. But right. right, but right now, that's it's Tony Vargas, and I think we all kind of knew it was going to be, and that's what it is. Well, I think that you know, I I was looking at Tony Vargas as either being uh, against uh, Bacon in the second district or uh, going ahead uh, and and challenging Pete Ricketts. Mm-hmm. Those were the uh, I kind of went along with what you were thinking, probably going to be uh, a Bacon Vargas uh, rematch, but I just held out a little bit of thought that it might happen now. To be quite frank, I'm kind of interested in seeing what happens in this Republican primary for, for the Senate. For, for Senate, for, yeah, yeah, yes. I, I think this could be a, a real, uh, <laughs> well, there could be a hockey match breakout. Let me put it that way. <laughs> well, we already saw we're a year removed from having seen the gubernatorial primary, how all of that played out in this state. 
and and how much involvement then Governor Pete Ricketts had with it, and who was involved in that gubernatorial race and didn't move on from the primary to the general, and whether or not Charles Herbster is that one to go against Senator Pete Ricketts. Well, yeah, there's there's some enmity. I think that's the correct word uh, between those two camps, and it, you know, and and quite frankly, uh, Charles Herbster, uh, I could see if he makes a run, he could pull Trump in for another rally. Oh, wow! And and given the, uh, the the likelihood of President Trump being in the midst of a trial or some type of court battle between now and uh, the Republican presidential primary. Uh, this could get to be a real interesting year in uh, politics, not just in Nebraska, but, you know, across the country. Well, and, and especially if you add, let's say that is the case, and, and Charles Herbster is in the, the primary for, he is he is going to primary Pete Ricketts for that Senate seat, and Herbster goes and grabs Trump and gets Trump to Omaha, which is something that Trump would want to do anyway right. if, if he's looking at just trying to continue to bolster that relationship with the area on the chance that, in very high likelihood as well, that he ends up being the GOP nominee for president. Right. So so that's that would just work out for, for him anyway. That You'd absolutely want to tap that. Yeah, it'd be a... It'd be a- Double rally in that case. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Now, now I'm just trying to think of all, all the numbers of folks that you're going to get out there. And well, and, and then you take uh, into consideration all of, I, I don't want to call it turmoil, but all of the change that has happened in the state Republican Party in the last year because of the, the Herbster Rick. That's thing. right. Yeah. You know, you've got a whole new uh, group in there uh, for their first major national. And I mean, think of what the, the, uh, nebraska republican party has to deal with in the election cycle coming up and remember all all five federal plus a presidential i mean and they're they're basically newbies at the state level all of this goes back to that legislative race district one mark (laughs) yeah (laughs) all of it just goes back to it we'll have uh, boy buckle up yeah that's all i can say we'll have more on that i'm sure (laughs) if you want a chance to win some catch me if you can four pack of tickets we'll have that in about an hour grow lincoln still to come nick maestas your morning drive and of course sound off here in about 10 minutes sports is coming up next at 627 on lnk today Getting the whole story. Always accurate coverage. 1499.3 KLIN. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.
look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. Request line Friday, tomorrow. That's right, tomorrow. We're only on day two of the week, but it is the penultimate day of the week already. Tomorrow's theme, soundtrack songs. Those songs from movies that stood out to you. We've already got a few good ones that have come in. Some some ones that you would think of, and then some that a little bit deeper cuts as well. But if you got that song from a soundtrack, that song from a movie, or a TV show, I, I suppose as well. Ooh, they, TV they have, shows would be good. Um, but but if you got that that that's song good. from a soundtrack that stood out to you, and that's what you want to hear tomorrow, that's what we are going to play on a request line Friday. Coming up in about thirty minutes, we'll get to a ticket Thursday, four pack of tickets to catch me if you can by Pinewood Performing Arts. Not this weekend, but the next two weekends, we'll get you out to that. Think we're going to play Lie Detector? I still have 30 minutes to figure out what we're doing. We're, we're counted down already. Well, well, we'll get it figured out, and we'll get a winner, get someone off to that. Well, speaking of, of folks just being off and, and not really knowing for sure where they're at, where is the Wagner Group's boss anyway? Yevgeny Prigozhin's fate for leading a rebellion against the Russian military leadership was supposedly exile in neighboring Belarus, but now the president of that country says Prigozhin has gone back to the Russian city St. Petersburg. That's the location of Wagner HQ. President Alexander Lukashenko is credited with negotiating the deal that led Wagner to call a halt to their march on Moscow. He went on to say Vladimir Putin will not, in his words, wipe out Prigozhin. Jonathan Savage, Fox News. So not in Belarus anymore. He's 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 going to be somewhere, and not and not just somewhere in Russia, but Saint Petersburg. Right. Like you, you start when you start going to somewhere that is a that's a major city. People know that one. Okay. Well, Putin knows that one. Okay. Like that, that's kind of where where it is. So we'll man trying to see what's what's all continuing to happen after that. Speaking of that side of the world, Russian missiles hit an apartment building. The mayor of Lviv says this was one of the biggest attacks on the city's civilian infrastructure since the war began. Andrei Sadovyi writing on Telegram to say about 60 homes have been severely damaged and it's feared many people are trapped in the rubble. President Volodymyr Zelensky has promised what he called a tangible response. Being near the Polish border so far from the front lines, attacks on Lviv are less common than some other Ukrainian cities. Hundreds of thousands moved there from worse-affected areas at the start of the war. Jonathan Savage, Fox News. That in Ukraine, by the way. Yeah, there's so much there going on that sometimes we don't see. I think it's been so so long since it started mm-hmm. that um, you know you kind of get desensitized a little bit to what's actually happening. Yeah, very there, much you so. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Now, this one kind of caught me off guard as, as I started to see this popping up on some stuff. The United States Navy stopped Iran from seizing an oil tanker. The Navy released video of two separate incidents in the Gulf of Oman that could have led to a major conflict between the U.S. and Iran. The quick reaction of the USS McFall, a guided missile destroyer, prevented the Iranian Navy from seizing not one, but two commercial oil tankers. The Bahamian-flagged oil tanker, Richmond Voyager, Iranian personnel on board the Iranian vessel fired multiple shots at the Richard Voyager, trying to get it to 
to halt, leaving bullet holes in the hull not far from where the crew slept. Earlier, the USS McFall intervened when a second Iranian naval vessel tried to overtake and seize a Marshall Islands flagged oil tanker TRF Moss off the coast of Oman. That's scary. I know. The impact that that has, too. You know, if those don't get through, mm-hmm. it impacts our economy and the world economy yeah. and all that. And Speaking of economy, thank, thank you for that You're transition. Welcome. The Treasury Secretary is off to China. Janet Yellen's first trip to China as Treasury Secretary comes at a time when diplomatic and military suspicion runs high. But both sides see the benefit in some kind of economic partnership. In fact, Secretary Yellen has described the idea of uncoupling the US from China as disastrous. Instead, she says the two countries must find a way to live together. It's the first high-level meeting since President Biden angered Beijing by calling Chinese President Xi Jinping a dictator. As one senior administration official told Reuters, there is no substitute for diplomacy. Jonathan Savage, Fox News. I mean, was Biden wrong, though? <laughs> like, was, was he wrong? Because if you go back more than, I don't know, I can't remember the exact year for it, but you go back to about a decade and you get to Obama's term, a lot of people mad that he bowed to somebody. Yep. All right, yep. well, let, let's use the rhetoric then. <laughs> that's if that's how we view China, <laughs> let, let, let's call him out. Anyway, back here, President Joe Biden is actually in South Carolina today. A major clean energy manufacturing investment is the expected announcement in West Columbia today when the Palmetto State welcomes the Commander-in-Chief. South Carolina is the next leg in the Invest in America tour, where the President has been touting what the administration is calling Bidenomics. He wants to make sure that we build an economy from the bottom up, middle out. That's Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre. A White House official says the investment will create hundreds of good-paying jobs. The President will likely discuss legislation like the Inflation Reduction Act, a law that includes major investments in clean energy. At the White House, Ryan Schmelz, Fox News. Dynamics. Mm, there it is. <laughs> Got to find a way to just keep. That is becoming a very annoying word. It is. Like it's just anytime I hear it now, I'm just like, it's there. <laughs> it is in my head. What are on the other side of the aisle the GOP candidates up to? Former Vice President Pence is investing heavily in Iowa, pledging to visit all 99 counties. The youngest candidate in the field, Vivek Ramaswamy, is selling his authenticity and work ethic. Hard work pays off, so we're putting in the work. The other thing that I'm doing is just speaking honestly. My entire campaign strategy is I don't really listen to message consultants for my message. Fox has confirmed the former president raised more than $35 million in the second quarter, nearly double the $18.8 million he brought in the first quarter. In Washington, Mike Emanuel. Fox News. 99, Let's go millennials. <laughs> 99 counties. Like, what does Pence have to gain from that? I mean, that's, you've got to wonder, because there's no, there's no way at this point Well, the, the he's going to get the nomination. The hill is so high for him that I think you just go and you, if you're going to do this, you try to just go do it. But 99 in Iowa, I mean, <laughs> that's a, that is a lot. It, well, <laughs> and any of the emphasis on Iowa is, is already going to be a that, that's always been a, a giant question. And Jack's not here to add to that, but <laughs> but yes, why why Iowa? Like other first in the okay, cool. But there's all of these other places that have more electoral votes, have a more diverse population, bring more 
more GDP to the the economy nationally are just better. <laughs> like, like anyway, why Iowa? Why the emphasis to Iowa? It's never made any sense. But because they're because if that's where the emphasis is going to be, you got to go do it right. Yeah. Like if you're going to do it, go do it right and say that you really did put yourself in the best position you had. Doesn't mean it's a great position. Doesn't mean you're going to get even top three in the primary, but put yourself in the best position that you can to say, yeah, I, I did what I could. Now, one cool thing, when I was my freshman year in college, I attended uh, Buena Vista College in Storm Lake, Iowa. So the one good thing about Iowa that year was we were one of the first stops. The, the school was one of the first stops for all the presidential candidates, both Democrat and Republican. So we were able mm-hmm. to see... You know, uh, George W. Bush came in. Um, we had they had snipers positioned at all of our dorm areas, oh, wow. and got to shake his hand. And I can't remember who the Democrat was at the time. Anyway, that was really cool. So that was one good thing that came out of Iowa for me. We'll let you have that one, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is so if you go back to. When where I went to college, Southern Illinois, Edwardsville, uh, Obama at the time had had stopped there, hmm. and and I that was on his his campaign. I can't remember the exact exact when it was or what he talked about there, but he he spoke in the the ballroom there mm-hmm. that I went to all of the time, and it was like, all right, that's that's kind of cool. You walk in and see a plaque, and while I was in college, that's who the president was. It's like, oh, he was literally here. He was he right was cool, here. Yeah. Ohio has a, as we talk about all the ballot measures that we have going through here in Nebraska, Ohio has a ballot measure that could be seeing the state vote on abortion. The Ohioans United for Reproductive Rights submitted more than 700,000 signatures to Ohio Secretary of State Frank LaRose on Wednesday. These signatures were in favor of a proposal to add an amendment enshrining abortion rights in the state's constitution. Now his office has to verify over 413,000 of the signatures and work with local election boards to put it on the ballot for November 7th elections. The proposal would need a 60% majority to be added to the Ohio Constitution instead of a simple majority. John Saucier, Fox News. Just getting started. Yeah. all <laughs> Arkansas, Tennessee, Ohio. Well, yeah, you've, you've had, I mean, in, in, in a lot of them, you had the legislature pass something and then the courts the now courts ruling now. on it. And this is a this is going to put the vote to the people, but then even when you have that vote, typically they like in Nebraska you would have that vote, and then the legislature would have to come up with exactly enacting it, and then the court would probably still be getting involved <laughs> <Exactly>. anyway. <laughs> that TikTok ban out in Montana is getting its legal battle. Montana's state ban on the Chinese-owned app TikTok is the first of its kind in the U.S. An app owner, ByteDance, argues it should never have become law. TikTok filed suit in May and now wants a federal judge to issue a preliminary injunction to block the ban on several grounds, most prominently that it violates the company's and users' First Amendment right to free speech. Montana passed the ban over concerns about privacy and possible Chinese government influence. But TikTok insists it has not shared and would not share U.S. user data with the Chinese government. <laughs> Carmen Roberts, Fox yeah. News. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they already got it. Okay. 
Several holiday weekend shootings have relaunched the gun reform debate. The White House calling on Republicans to pass gun reform once again after a long weekend of violence across the country. In Philadelphia, police arrested 40-year-old Kim Brady Carricker for gunning down five people and injuring five more Monday night. The youngest victim, a two-year-old boy, shot four times in his legs while sitting in a car. It is time for a bunch of legislators who wear AR-15 lapel pins. It's time for them to quit or to get voted out. Progressive District Attorney Larry Krasner is directly blaming Republicans at the Capitol and Harrisburg for not passing stricter gun laws, even though the suspect had a past gun conviction and got his firearms illegally. Doug, when you think of shark bites, where, where, do, you, where do you think of? Where, where do you think of? I think of Florida. You think Florida? That's what I think of. So somewhere going to be a little bit of the Gulf, maybe up to South Carolina. Or there's a restaurant out in Oregon that we go to called Shark, Shark Bite. So. New How's York. That? Long Island is bracing to outpace last summer's eight shark attacks. This week alone, five shark bites in only two days. It was alarming. We had to stay out of the water for a couple of hours, and then they let everybody back in. According to TrackingSharks.com, which tracks reports of shark attacks, there have been 23 so far this year. Two provoked, but none were fatal. It's a little scary, but honestly, like, it's, it is what it is, you know? I mean, this is their home. While unprovoked attacks are rare, experts say sharks are swimming closer to the shoreline than ever before to feed on smaller fish. Man, that's their world. That is that's the, the shark's world. That is. That's what it is. That was the, that was the most real comment right there. That, 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 that's, that's their where home. they live. I mean, even when we went to the ocean, we, we went down Cocoa Beach, thought, had a fantastic time out there. We, got, we didn't see any sharks, but also we're entering their world. That's right. <laughs> that's, that's, that's right. That's where it is. And I think I saw videos of those this weekend, some of those, mm-hmm. which was kind of freaky. But the funny thing was when I saw the video, you could see them swimming around, mm-hmm. but there were some people kind of like, you know, darting out of the water. Other people weren't just Other kind of hanging out like, like hey, this is their home. Yeah, I'm coming. Well, okay. <laughs> Flight cancellations continuing across the nation. I've never had an experience like this in 20 plus years of traveling internationally, domestic. Enrique Howard had to cancel his family's trip to Mexico after a layover in Dallas turned into an overnight at the airport. First they told us that they didn't have a um, flight attendant available and we were already late about 20 minutes into the flight time. Uh, Then the screen started to show cancel, cancel, and we got canceled. And then when I asked again, they said it was due to weather, so I I don't really know. Travel experts say multiple factors are in play, including a shortage of air traffic controllers and airlines unable to build back staff and aircraft inventory fast enough to meet post-pandemic consumer demand. We talked about air traffic controllers. Yep. And that being an issue that most people don't think about. We had a uh, dinner with um, a couple uh, a couple of weeks ago, and he was involved and had been involved with air traffic control in pretty much his entire career. And he was talking about just the, the, the mass of openings that are available. But he said also the training to become an air traffic controller takes years you have to you be just can't under just a, jump in yeah and start working you have it takes years of training to get to that point you and have so to be under a, a certain age and you can't be over a certain age yep. but to, to continue yeah, and he age. was forced to retire at 50 50 or 53 so, something so like that there is a very specific window for that position that's kind of grinding national travel to a halt 
at the moment. A new study says water from half of the United States faucets likely contaminated. The U.S. Geological Survey said in a first-ever nationwide study, they found PFAs, or forever chemicals, are contaminating drinking water in private wells as well as municipal systems. The chemicals are used in all sorts of consumer products, ranging from food packaging to nonstick pans. Tests on lab animals have shown those chemicals have potential links to cancers, high blood pressure, and more. The EPA is working on coming up with limits on the chemicals, but a final decision isn't expected until later this year or in 2024. Chill NATO, Fox News. <laughs> apprehensive about anything you're using in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah it's all there. Drinking it in. You a, a big Kevin Hart fan? Yeah, he's a good guy. He's, got, like a, he's, got, funny. he's got a new special streaming. Some of the night is going to be mean. Let it happen. Have a good time. Kevin Hart reality check lands on Peacock. The stand-up special premieres on the comedian's 44th birthday. It was filmed at Resort World in Las Vegas. The one-hour special sees Hart reflect on his growing family, his fame. LeBron James, real good friend of mine. Well, he was. He hasn't heard this joke yet. We'll see what happens. His mentions on Black Twitter and more. The comedy special is based on Hart's national tour. Michelle Polino, Fox News. You going to watch that? I, I, we might. Do you have Peacock? We do. Okay. I have to think of all the. I have to think all the apps that yeah, I have on my right. Apple TV. Exactly. So <laughs> we do. Last one here. The Twitter competitor Threads officially has launched. Twitter has has seen smaller competitors, but what's different about this is that Threads has the scale of Meta behind it. You know, we've seen them copy TikTok with Reels, Snap with Stories. All right. So I played around with it earlier, and it really is a primarily text-based app, just like Twitter. But the character limit. It's 500, so it's linked to your Instagram account. So I was actually able to keep my same username, follow the same folks that I do on Instagram with one click, and it's attractive because that feature can help creators build a following quickly if they can get their audience to migrate over to Instagram. You signed up for Threads yet? Not yet, have you? I I, I just was looking and doing a Google search of it. I did it just so that if that does become a thing, you got it. I have my username on there. Is it the I, same though, or it, you have to create a new one? Nope it just it just pulls it right over. All right. And you can you can update it. You can use the same one, or you can make a different one. But all right. I like my I Caleb Henry, so <laughs> I wanted to get that quick. I didn't want anyone else taking it. <laughs> Nobody gets that from me. We'll talk pets next on KLIN. You're this Malcolm Byron. It's our weekly spotlight of pets for you to adopt from the Capital Humane Society on LNK Today. Matt Macharo joins us as the week is moving quickly already to a Thursday. Matt, how are you doing on the short week? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing fantastic knowing that the weekend is basically here again. Uh, What pets are we featuring today? So first off, we have Spirit. And so she's an approximately two-year-old husky mix, spade female. She's kind of a lighter tan, got some black mixed in there as well, and she weighs about 30 pounds, so she's a little on the more medium-smaller side, but she has one blue eye, and then the other eye is uh, blue and brown, so she's got that unique look to her, but came in as a lost dog, and unfortunately, nobody came looking for her, but uh, very active dog. She loves the zoomies, loves playing with other dogs, so if you got another dog at home that's active and kind of the same energy level and size as Spirit, she'd be a great fit. Wonderful. What what else do we got? And then we got Clyde. So Clyde's about four and a half years old. He's a domestic short hair neutered male and he's solid gray. A little bit bigger cat. He's about 13 pounds and 
he was surrendered due to uh, one of the children in the home having allergies to uh, the cat. So they had to give them over to us. And so he has lived with other cats. He has lived with children, does well with both. And so he's actually part of the Mary Jo adoption promotion going on right now. So half of his adoption fee is sponsored by Mary Jo. So if you're looking for a great cat, uh, Clyde might be your guy. Awesome. Spirit and Clyde, let's get them adopted. Matt, thanks so much. We'll talk again next week. Yep, have a good one. Ticket Thursday coming up in about 10 minutes. It's 7 o'clock on LNK Today. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Saver traffic. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is Alan K. Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All the phone lines are open. 402-479-1400. Call in and we will get you in line. Well, if you call first, you get to go to the front of the line, which is, I guess is technically in line still. We're planning for a four-pack of tickets to Catch Me If You Can by Pinewood Performing Arts. Not this weekend, but the next two weekends is when those performances will be. We're playing Lie Detector. The topic today, the topic today, because Catch Me If You Can, the 2002 movie, Several stars in that movie, but we are focusing on Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. We are looking for what is Ellen K today thinking of with this Tom Hanks performance. This Tom Hanks performance. That is what we are playing today. So 402-479-1400, you can get in line. Lie detector, yes, no question. And then... We will get to all of those guesses. We've got Matt on first. Matt, how are you doing this morning? I'm great. How are you guys? Good. Big Tom Hanks fan? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, good. So first, lie detector, we need a yes, no question. Try to narrow it down a little bit. Uh, Was it in the 1970s? No. Um, was it, um, tall, was it, um, um, big? No, it was not big. It was not in the 1970s and it was not big. 402-479-1400, trying to narrow down the Tom Hanks performance 
that will help you guys win a four-pack of tickets to Catch Me If You Can by the Pinewood Performing Arts. Not in the 1970s and not big. 402-479-1400 is how you can get in line for that to call in with your your yes-no question. To me, I think it's a pretty good performance. It's one that we've all heard of. I would hope so anyway. But not going to start giving stuff away. You guys... Don't want to win a four-pack of tickets to Catch Me If You Can by the Pinewood Performing Arts. Which, by the way, I really enjoy that movie. Catch Me If You Can. And by the way, that's not the movie we're thinking of anyway. Also in that one, Leonardo DiCaprio. Christopher Walken is in there. So I'm interested to see what the Pinewood Performing Arts does with a lot of those roles and how that looks differently as that is performed not this weekend, but the next couple of weekends. 402-479-1400, 402-479-1400, phone line starting to fill up here, playing lie detector, looking for the Tom Hanks performance. And we've got Ted on line two. Ted now on here. Ted, how's it going this morning? Good morning, oh, this Ted. This is Matt. Oh, this is Matt. Oh, well, they were typed in wrong. Matt, what's your yes-no question? We already know it's not in the 1970s, and it's not big. Did he play multiple parts in the production? No. No. Uh, Castaway. No, not Castaway. Good guess, though. Good guess. Did he play multiple parts? You know what happened with, with that guess? He was he was trying to narrow it to Polar Express. There's some other ones, but but basically he was trying to guess Polar Express with that one. Now we've got Ted. Ted, what is your yes/no question? Um, was he an officer? Was he an officer? No. Um, let's go with. Gosh, I can't think of it. Any any Tom Cruise performance. Um, yeah, let's go with, um, uh, oh gosh, uh, Sully. No, not Sully. Although good one. I've been seeing a lot of Sully clips on TikTok recently. So I I would call that a, uh, still a, a pretty good guess there. Right now we know it was not in the 1970s. It's not big, not castaway. He did not play multiple parts, was not an officer, and he was not the movie Sully. That Paul is on with us now. That Paul, what's your yes, no? Was it a theatrical release? Yes. And that doesn't narrow it down much now, does it? No, but I, that that takes away the, the stage, that takes the away television. Yeah. Well, let's just give another narrower. Was it released between 2000 and 2010? Yes. Well, hopefully that knows it down for the next guy. Well, thank or you. Down. Thank you very much, that Paul, for continuing to help us narrow it down. It is between 2000 and 2010. We have got Mike on the line right now. Mike, what is your yes no question? I'm just going to take a stab. Was it Sleepless in Seattle? No, was not Sleepless in Seattle. Okay, and then does the movie's name start?
chart in the lower half of the alphabet. I'll help the next guy. Oh! Technically, I will say no. Oh. No, it does not start in the lower half of the alphabet. I probably gave that one away. That one's probably given away. Also, Mike went in the the opposite order of throw out a guess and then and then try to narrow it down a little bit. Matt is on right now. Matt, what do you have for us? Yes, no question. Hey, is it animated? No, not animated. Whew. Um dang it. Now I'm uh now I'm stumped. Yeah, all of those non animated movies just sitting out there. I know. <laughs> I, I, I just wrecked myself. Um, <laughs> man, I think I'm gonna have to bail. Dang it. All right, we'll call back if you think of a think of one. Four oh two four seven nine fourteen hundred. Let's go through what we know right now. It was not the 1970s, and as a matter of fact, that Paul helped us out and said, helped us know that it was a theatrical release between 2000 and 2010. Not big, not castaway, did not play multiple parts, not an officer. It was not Sully. It was not Sleepless in Seattle, and it was not animated. And I said, technically, it was in the second half of the alphabet. We've got Ted back on the line. Ted, welcome back. Yeah, um, was he, did the movie take place in an airport? No. Yep. Uh, how about the Da Vinci Code? It is the Da Vinci Code. 2006 mystery thriller based on the book by Dan Brown. Could, congrats, what gave it away for you, Ted? Uh, the, the 2000 to 2010, and it wasn't the terminal then, he wasn't <laughs> at an airport. Right, and he wasn't stuck on an island, and it, it wasn't an animated <clears throat> film. So, Ted, congratulations, stick on the line. Doug's going to go ahead and get your information. Thank you. All right, there you go. Da Vinci Code is, is what we what we landed on for that. But, man, when you go through the number of movies alone for Tom Hanks' That, that he has been in. Well, and just, just everything in general, if you go back to his stage work, it goes all the way back to, to uh, what is that, 77 that, that, that we've got on here, and he gets, gets into television on the Love Boat in 1980, hits, hits movie screens, also in 1980 with He Knows You're Alone, and then, of course, Splash, Bachelor Party, really starts to to come on there through the 80s. But I think narrowing it down, getting it to the theatrical release, and then especially when the movie was. Because Catch Me If You Can was in 2002. And Tom Hanks, very big part in that one. And I think that's where I would go if it was, did he play an officer? Well, I guess officer could have been an officer in the military. Yeah, I was thinking officer as like a like a like a cop. Oh, a cop! Kind, kind yeah. of what he plays no, in Catch yeah. Me If You Can. It was good, but but still, and and not cast away. That was a fun one, guys. Think you guys actually? Jack's going to be really disappointed because you guys played that game really really well. <laughs> and there's so many times that we play lie detector, and to be quite frank, you guys do not play that game very very well. But went through. <laughs> 
And here's the thing, <laughs> Doug, with you in here, it was right away asked 1970s. Okay, so we clipped off the very front front end of what the what the potential was, and then we went a couple of really big movies out of the way. Big Castaway. Were there multiple parts? Where I think everyone starts to think Polar Express. Yep. Well, in the animated. Yeah, and and then you there was the asking about animated. It was not solely. A lot of people you probably think there. Sleepless in Seattle. And I remember when I was giving you some some examples. I was like, "Is it a rom com?" Right. Right. Nope. <laughs> and in this nope. in this case, we were like, and that answer would be no <laughs> for this one. And so you get all the way to the end of that. Congratulations, Ted, who has got a four-pack of tickets to Catch Me If You Can by the Pinewood Performing Arts coming up the 13th to the 16th, the 20th to the 23rd. That's a couple of weekends after this weekend right here. And I'm sure there are some tickets still available for you if you would like to go to those as well. What's your favorite? It's been a, it's, I was going to say, it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. I have to, I have to go back and watch it. Favorite Tom Hanks movie? Oh my, that's a great question. Mm. And the problem is there are so many. There are a lot. There are a lot. League of Their Own is there for me. That's a good one. I think maybe that's part of that has to do with how much I really enjoy it being more like it's a period film. You see everything that's going on with World War II, what's going on with with professional baseball back here in the United States, how that's affecting different people from those that are off to war, those that are back here at home, those that are going through, in his in his character's particular case, going through addiction and then bringing themselves out of it with something that they love and what what that, that women's baseball league yep. was doing. That was really good. That was a good one. That was a funny one. Um, you know, uh, the one I had forgotten about that I'm looking on the list here, Green Mile. Green, yeah. Really good. That is it. That, I, that was on TV just the other day. Yeah, but that's been a long time since I've seen that one. And Saving Private Ryan, another great one. Um, that came out, man, when I was in, what year was that? 1998. Yep. That was a long time ago. Well, and you go through all of the different Toy Stories. Yeah. He's played Woody in all of them. Now that probably didn't hit you. It, it hit me for sure. And now it's been around long enough that, like Toy Story four, yep. I could share with my daughter. Yep. And she's she loved Forky. Why did the kids love Forky? <laughs> I will never be able to explain that. But there were so many good movies to go through and pick from all of this. So thank you guys for and a man called Otto. Did you see that one this year? That was no. actually pretty good. Uh, it was pretty good. I was surprised, but it was really good. About a guy who's kind of grumpy, grumpy old neighbor, and then has a relationship with a young gal in the neighborhood, and kind of turns him a little bit. It's good. Eventually, yeah. you're you're in Hollywood long enough. You just play grumpy old neighbor roles, <laughs> you're grumpy right? Old man, yeah. That's kind of where you are. I'm thinking Clint Eastwood. <laughs> kind of just grumpy. Robert De Niro. Yeah. I mean, he's just go along the list. Yeah, kind of just grumpy with them. So, so thank you guys for playing a really fun. Really fun lie detector. Tom Cruise. Did you see that? Mission Impossible coming out. They're saying he's going to save the summer again. Did you know Last year, Top Gun. This year, Mission Impossible. Do you like him? Do you know how tall Tom Cruise is? Um. Well, now that you say it that way, I'm going to say f- I'm 5'10", 5'8". The internet says he's 5'7", and I don't think he's 5'7". I think he's shorter than that? I think he's shorter than that. Really? He's a little dude. 
but he plays big characters, so we'll give him that. <laughs> yes, 723 Sports coming up next on LNK Today. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Parts. She'll be talking about today. This is the Morning Drive, presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management on 1499.3 KLIN. Another full Morning Drive. Let's dive right in. And let's play the right button. Number five. Breast examiner reporting that forces for and against repeal of a controversial school choice law so far, they've spent more than $1.6 million Ooh. on their uh, case, uh, depending on which side. Uh, recent ca- uh, state campaign spending reports, uh, it's an effort to repeal the Opportunity Scholarship Act. It was signed into law this spring. Um, they face an August 30th deadline to submit about 61,000 uh, valid signatures. So they're really at it. School Choice uh, Teachers Union has been behind the uh they're uh, trying to think of the name of, uh, of the Opportunity Scholarship Election Freedom. The counter is the decline to sign. Yep. Or, yeah. I, you know, sometimes I got to reboot this thing on top of my shoulders. It happens every so, now and then. So uh, the Opportunity Scholarships Law, um, it's been a highly discussed. We discussed it on the uh, governor's uh, call-in show a month or so ago, and Lincoln Business Beat went deep into it a couple of weeks ago. The state senator Luann Linehan, who was one of the authors of that, so you can find out more about it. Obviously, they're they're pushing the decline to sign, but they, you can find out more about the, the all of the issues behind it. State funding still at uh, the legislature and the governor signed uh, the, the huge change in funding that increased public school funding. So this one's the twenty five million dollars the Opportunity Scholarships Act. So so answer answer this for me, Mark, since you've gotten a lot more information from the governor and all. When people donate, right, um, and they get a tax write-off or benefit from that tax credit, tax credit. How does so? Where does that money go? How does it? How is a student chosen? Is it by based on the school? Do they get that money then, it's, and they get a they get a divvy out the scholarships, and then who decides what schools get that money? Well, you, the the donor gets to decide which school uh, foundation or scholarship program, and then the school, is, and then that group, and it has to be based on need. So it's it's not a matter of they can do whatever they want to. With oh, it. there's limits. There's some limits in how they they do that, and it's scholarships for them to attend these private schools. The cap uh, statewide is twenty five million dollars, right? Uh, and and I think the state's education something uh, over the next uh, two years is like one point three or one point six billion dollars. So they're they're trying to compare the twenty five million in tax credits to those that want to uh, contribute to donate to these scholarship programs uh, being a very uh, small amount of money compared to what the state is spending on public education. So, And, and it's not diverting 
state funds to private schools. It's just giving a tax credit if people have, make the choice to donate to those private school scholarship funds. I'm interested to know, or I would be, and I did. It doesn't look like they've offered that information. Like, how close are they? Because August 30th deadline, you've got a month and three quarters to to get to there. How how close can you get? The the thing that they'll oh they're just gonna miss being able to take advantage of some Husker football Saturdays. When is the when's the state fair? Is the state fair in August? Mm, it starts in August. Starts in August. Because you would think with these, you want to hit a lot of people who are all in the same place for several days. August twenty fifth. So they'll be able to to hit the the first few days of that with people, and especially you get to all of the rural parts of the state that tend to show up a little bit better to the state fair. Yes, but there's also a lot of the county fairs going on. Uh, remember, too, that all of the community uh, celebrations that go on yep. during this time of the year. And the largest group backing this uh, effort is the Nebraska State Education Association, mm-hmm. the teachers union. So they have a lot of people that, that do have the time to go out in, in, all across the state if they're so inclined to incur, you know, they've kind of got a built-in workforce, if you will, mm-hmm. from from the union standpoint right. to, to gather signatures. So, you know, they, they can probably get it done. Sure, my dad is very happy to be retired. He bought a boat a couple weeks ago. <laughs> All I see are him and just pictures out on his boat fishing. And soon to be fishing in uh, Minnesota and maybe even international waters? Uh, he won't. I will be. You will. He's not going uh, with you this year. He's not going with me this year. Because my jerk of a sister got him Yankees tickets for Christmas. <laughs> and they play at the Rockies the Saturday before we would leave. Ah. And I could not convince them to try to change those tickets to the Friday night game. <laughs> I said, okay, it's fine. You guys have your tickets. So it's Saturday night. So dad will not be there. All right. But he looks like he's enjoying retirement either way. Number four. Governor Pillen already underway on a fly around the state. He's got uh, the Department of Transportation Director, Vicki Kramer, State Broadband Director, Patrick Hegarty, and the new uh, Department of Economic Development Director, K.C. Bielitz. Uh, also, Jeremy Burrell, the Director of the Aeronautics uh, Division at the Nebraska Department of Transportation, going to be joining them for one of the stops. First stop was uh, at 7 in Columbus. They'll be in North Platte at 945. Arnold around 11.30, Grand Island then at 2.30, Wahoo at 4. What they're doing is they're really uh, touting uh, connected Nebraska. Uh, All of the things, infrastructure, broadband, economic development, it's all vital to the state of Nebraska. So these are are mini, or uh, I guess you could call them town halls, public information sessions, Mm -hmm. and they're underway already. I remember covering those the, the former governor, Pete Ricketts, when he would do his state fly around tours. And it would just, you get to an airport, it's real quick hitters, They've got, they'll have they answer a couple of questions. We were fortunate enough that um, at the time, and I, I'm sure he was this way with, with other media outlets too, but Pete Ricketts would always give you two minutes. He'll, he'll just give you a couple minutes, you ask him two really quick questions, he will fly through those answers, yeah. and then they'll get to their next stop going through there. So we'll we'll see what that looks like as Jim Pillen is now going across the state. I'm, I'm interested to see what they do highlight 
for the infrastructure, the the broadband, as we know there's all that money coming in now. $405 million, uh, <laughs> in the Broadband Equity Access and Deployment Program. So, yeah, it's uh, and, and of course they've got uh, the new five-year surface transportation program book uh, out that's going to discuss, uh, you know, the, the uh, hardcore infrastructure of uh, highways and byways and all of that. Yeah, well, it, it, it's nice when you can you can get those those highways and everything is not under construction twenty four seven. It seems like a lot of times uh-huh. as I'm traveling, it's like, well, it's now one lane for the next ten miles. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and and it's not construction twenty four seven, but it is sure construction zones. Yes, for constru- there we go. <laughs> there it's, there is a slight difference. It's not always being worked on, but boy, is it blocked off already. Yeah. Number three. Nebraska, kind of a hotbed for fireworks. Value Penguin is an insurance-focused branch of Lone Giant Lending Tree. They did some research. Nebraska imported the second most fireworks per capita last year. Wow. Imports last year exceeded $23 million. And if you do that on a per capita basis, $11.83 per Nebraska citizen. I'm, wow. cur- I'm curious to know, like, how that storm impacted the local fireworks stands, because I had to shut them down at some point for a little bit. Oh yeah, the well, and there was some damage done. Some damage them. Yeah, there was some damage done, and it, it, it seemed like as I as I watched some of the reporting on Lincoln fireworks in particular, not the right, ones that are right. selling outside of the city, but in the city, Where it, was, it sounded like window. it was pretty slow. Yeah. Sounded like it was pretty slow on the third and fourth for them, and then obviously came to a premature end for them with that storm rolling in. So, but in this report from Value Penguin, who is my new favorite over Wallet Hub because that just sounds like a much more fun <laughs> Wallet Hub. What's Wallet Hub got to do? Value Penguin, Penguin. was for 2022. So I'll be interested to see what yep. that number looks like for 2023. Well, and, and, you know, we've got kind of a unique thing having the county uh, being able to sell fireworks earlier mm-hmm. than Lincoln. It's kind of a different sort of scenario than a lot of parts of the state. The other thing that's different this year is that we had a lot of people that just left town for the long weekend. That's right. And I, I think there were just less people around. I, I can only say anecdotally, Uncle Sam Jam looks like they had a, a, about an equivalent crowd. But the streets just weren't as busy, uh, from what I recall. And I drove by several of the stands on the third and the fourth, and they just didn't have the crowds that they've had in years past. I'm curious what that's going to look like next year because you get into that extra day in February, which pushes the fourth of July to a Thursday, where a lot of folks, if they're at a business like ours, we're most likely going to get the fifth off. A lot of other people, if they don't get the fifth off, are probably just going to put in for that day. What is that going to look like for Lincoln's fireworks stands on the 3rd and the 4th if people are really trying to get out of town as quickly as they can? Say lunch on the 3rd, they want to get out. Yeah, it's uh, it's a good question. And, and boy, I, I, are fireworks losing some of, their, uh, some of their luster as far as what they're set off in the neighborhoods? I don't think so. Because uh, there was there was a lot last night, even. Oh yeah, it was pop 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 last <laughs> night with no problem. It sounded so last night actually sounded a little bit like like the weekend did, where yes. you just went, yep. oh, it's not everybody, but it's enough that it's noticeable, right? And that that comes despite 
the social media for Lincoln Police Department even put out an answer to people saying, well, is it going to be extended to Wednesday? And they even said, no, it is just the third and the fourth. And they when, we had to that. Of, when we had Officer Chad in here <laughs> yesterday right. morning, he, he said, said it. it's just the third and the fourth. But nope. man, we all knew over the weekend <laughs> that they were going to be let off. We all knew last night they were going to be let off. That makes me, as we look to next year, the fourth being on yeah. the Thursday, oh, yeah. you head into that long weekend. How many of those fireworks are then going to be lit off on the 5th and the 6th, that Friday, Saturday? I think it's going to be a lot. I think it'll be a lot. It's, it's definitely going to be a lot. What it'd be, is it'd be what interesting is, to see if something like Uncle Sam Jam next year gets pushed to like the 5th. Put it on a Friday? See, yep. that'd be cool. Or Saturday. I think I'd, I think I'd still like it on the 3rd. I'd still like it on the third, knowing that we get that four, we get the fourth off, and then you roll into all of your family stuff through the weekend. True. It's just be interesting to see what they decide to do. With I think I should be in charge of those decisions. <laughs> I think you should. <laughs> well, thank you. I don't Number think you will be, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and now on to Wallet Hub. Hey! One quarter of U.S. households having high energy burdens. Uh, what they call, uh, if you spend more than 6% of your income on utility, that's a high level. A wallet up says uh, Nebraska, eh, not too bad. Uh, average monthly bill, $384. Nebraska's 48th in the price of electricity. One meaning the most expensive. Okay. 50 the least expensive. So we're pretty good. Electricity consumption per consumer, not quite as good. We're 20th. A uh, price of natural gas, so we're doing really well. 44th in the nation, and even 27th on natural gas consumption for consumers. Now just, we just some of the things on consumption from our friends at Wallet Hub. Well, they're no value penguin, but we'll we'll let that slide for they're now. They're no nerd wallet either. <laughs> so the price of electricity. Do you think some of that is we have LES here, but as I grew up out in in Greater Nebraska. A large portion of the state served by the Nebraska Public Power District, and in having that that public power, do you think that that, well, yeah, the, that that helps out with the with the lower price? Well, yeah, I think the the, the power system in Nebraska, you know, with the Nebraska Public Power System, uh, the public power organization, I think those are uh, they do a lot to keep down the price of electricity. Um, a lot of um, sustainable energy. Um, Coming into the the area, so they, they just and and I think quite frankly, I think Nebraskans are pretty judicious in how they use energy. <laughs> well, if you look on there for for everything where where the price is compared to where the consumption is, price for electricity forty eighth, consumption twentieth, price for natural gas forty fourth, consumption twenty seventh. Motor fuel thirty seventh and then twenty first on the consumption. So we're we're consuming well over where our average is for the cost. But I think some of that probably is we can afford more of it because right. of where that cost is. Right, but you also get into some of the areas where natural gas is produced, especially in the south. It costs more to transport it up here mm-hmm. to to this part of the state or this part of the country. So there's a lot of things that go into it. I'm not sure that on a month to month basis uh that this wouldn't change so oh yeah the what what you're using in july different than december yeah (laughs) 
number one. Uh, and the, the two big ones, Mega Millions and Powerball, we're getting into some serious money for the next two drawings. Uh, tomorrow night's Mega Millions, the jackpot $427 million. Powerball on Saturday, $590 million. So between the two of them, you got about a billion, $17 million. So the ca- 170 million. The cash payout for that Mega Millions is 220, and the cash payout for Powerball is 304. Yeah, so you're you're looking at north of a half billion dollars cash if there are winners in both of them. I could take that. That'd be all right. Can you imagine winning both? I was going to say win both. (laughs) Yeah, imagine. imagine. Because that was one of the things we had on Sound Off last week. As I was playing for Doug, there was this family in Iowa. And it was, what are the odds in your life of being your home being hit by a tornado and you winning the lottery? So a couple decades ago, their home got leveled by a tornado, and they found within or earlier this year, maybe it was just this last month, I can't remember the exact date, a $2 million winning lottery ticket. They found it or bought it? They, they had it, and then they, 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 they didn't know where it was at home. They'd never checked the numbers. They looked it up, and they went, oh, we've got some money now. This is a little bit more than that if you were to take the jackpot. Good thing they didn't have the ticket during the tornado. Ooh. That wouldn't have been good. That would have been very sad. That would have been, really that would have been very sad, actually. <laughs> hey, I saw Reader's Digest, which, by the way, I didn't even realize Reader's Digest was still around. <laughs> but they came out with an article that said uh, about 70% of lotto winners actually lose or spend all of their money in five years or less. 70%. They don't take care of that money. Nope. Huh. Put it in a 10-year CD. <laughs> I, I don't think there is such a thing. I hear CD, and I'm like, why would I put it into my music? <laughs> because <laughs> it's beautiful music. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that's your morning drive brought to you by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management. You probably want to call them if you do win the lottery. <laughs> We'll get to a break. Wrap up this hour next on KLIM. When you're thinking, you're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIM. 7.59 coming up. This next hour, we're going to talk with the Grow Lincoln team. Greg Sharp, voice of the Huskers, is on vacation so we're going to talk with our friend and two-time Munch Madness champion, Nick Maestas from Muchachos. He's got something that, that he is working on. If you if you heard the beginning of the show yesterday or you caught it on the podcast, I got a little bit emotional talking about some stuff there. Well, Muchachos is doing something pretty special for one of our friends across the street. We're going to talk about that more with Nick Maestas at 835. It is 8 o'clock on LNK Today. Fox News coming up. Mark Vale right after that on KLIN. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh. 
From the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All righty, there we go. We are, we are back. Hey, three weeks in a row with the Girl Lincoln team. How about that for me? Well, you That's have... like an honor. You have held in there well, what I Doug. What I do deserve that. You, you've Goodness. been a stalwart. I have to. Wait, was the see microphone? how gracious he is? He said honor. In- <laughs> Dave, did you see that? Was the microphone too low for Robin initially? Oh, oh stop it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for those who don't know, I'm you know barely five foot one, and he puts it down as low as he can. And this Robin, is it too low for you? Uh. Well, hey, you know, um, I'm, you know, filling in with Jack being gone. We got some updates. I think Caleb will talk about in a little bit. Um, so he'll be back. We hope by next week. So yeah. maybe tomorrow. Think, we don't know. Uh, like it might take week. a week. There's a possibility he'll <laughs> show up. We should, hope you guys have a lot planned for tomorrow. <laughs> we, we play music Just tomorrow. Music. We all day long. Whatever we right, want. right. <laughs> all right. So. Let's start out with some fun. What do you say? Hey, um, yes, fun activity. Branch Stoke Observatory doing a big remodel out there. They have opened a new gift shop, a multi-purpose center, which includes a meteorite collection and an astronomy library. Um, and plus, they're making the property just ADA yeah. um, accessible you know, for people that are handicapped. So a lot of good things. I have heard, you know, like when you just check their Google, they've got really good reviews. Oh, great reviews. They do a lot of stuff. Cars and stars. They do uh, barbecue stuff out there. It's available for big, you know, um, uh, groups to come out and um, they'll either, you know, walk Walk them through astrology, or you can go out there and, and rent the facilities too. Oh, you so, can. Yeah, there's I didn't a, know that. There's a whole yeah. A can whole... you get married there? <laughs> well, <laughs> what are you saying, Robin? Outdoor no, weddings. I was say, well, <laughs> That's a thing now. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I didn't K- mean. Caleb was, I know where you were going to go. I wasn't on that, asking Caleb. you. <laughs> well, <laughs> Just in well, general. <laughs> well, okay, all right. Yes, it's a great place. I don't know. We have to call up Matt and see if you can get married out there. So, Dave, do you know? I mean, I have absolutely no okay. idea whatsoever. I thought maybe you're holding back on us. No. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's move on then. Let's go to North Twenty Seventh and uh, the Interstate uh, Seventy One Hundred Husker Circle uh, Enterprise Truck Rental. Of course, everybody I believe is familiar with Enterprise Car Rental, but mm-hmm. this is uh, their truck uh, truck rental division. They rent heavy-duty pickups, box trucks, and cargo vans. I did not so, know they did that. I didn't either. I and think this is new. But no, I think there's a need for this, uh, particularly pickups and in those uh, box trucks. When From people what are moving, people okay. are moving and they right. need this. Sometimes people need to pull uh in their smaller vehicles wouldn't be able to pull a a trailer with say if they needed to use a you know mini excavator or a a skid loader something like that i could see where somebody would need to rent a vehicle just to help them with with some construction projects well my mind went initially to construction which i was thinking oh i wouldn't know if i would want to rent out my my stuff for construction specifically but like I said, the need is, I know I've used from the 
um, you know, different hardwares and stores and stuff. I've rented a couple of trucks there just to move stuff around. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah that's I, good. When I saw that, I thought, well, I, I believe some of the big box stores have uh, pickups that you can rent. So where is that by then? North 27th, is it up in the whole uh, Carlot district up there? Well, a, l- a little bit, but I believe that this location it, where all the cars are on the west side of uh, North 27th, I believe this is on the east side. Okay. So by the, there's a new... Hotels and motels. Um, yep. Which restaurant? Not Village Inn. Perkins. Is there a per- oh, really? Perkins restaurant? I believe that. And there's Cracker there. Barrel still there, right? Yeah. See, yeah. I think it is. Yeah. I haven't been up so there that, for a long time. that general time. area. Yeah. I like Cracker Barrel. <laughs> So does my wife, and my mother-in-law loves it. She loves to go shopping at Cracker Barrel. So. She goes shopping there. Yeah, shopping. I, I only, I, know. I only eat there. Well, I know they have a little. They got a gift shop. Yeah, yeah. You can I haven't thought about purchasing any goods. No. Only, maybe we can only, check with them see if you can get married there too. So. Maybe they do weddings. <laughs> we'll figure maybe weddings. All right, uh, let's move things downtown then. What's happening down there? New office building, um, four forty. South 13th. So this would be 13th and K, the Nebraska Council of School Administrators building a new office building. Um, just pulled it. Is it is it a new structure or are they finishing out an old building? I, I'm not 100% sure on that. All I know is it said office building, 10,000 square feet, $3 million. Oh, mm. okay. So maybe it's not so, brand new. I mean, but, just think about that one for a second. That but, ends but, up being 300 bucks a square foot. But somebody's putting $3 million into office space downtown, and we're all told that office space is dead, you know. Right. So, no, there's still plenty going on. Speaking of downtown, I read the funniest article. <laughs> yes. Strictly Business Magazine. Well, this ties into one of our other things that we were talking about, but... Yeah, I I read the article also. Oh, the the okay. So they the, they have this downtown marketing article that they write every month in Strictly Business Magazine. So they wrote one called the top five liminal spaces, and they they define it as kind of spooky. And they say, think of the skywalks or an apartment lobby at four a.m. This makes it feel frozen, slightly unsettling, and still familiar to our lives. And then they go on to name five areas of downtown that are liminal: um, the U.S. Bank Building, the Marriott Cornusker, the Skywalks, the M Street parking garage, and the Atrium. And okay, so here's like what they say about the U.S. Bank Building: with its empty walls, you can't help but feel there is something lurking outside the halls. <laughs> Because <laughs> a lot of people have moved out of that building, I guess. And then for the Lincoln Marriott Cornusker, they say the consistent patterns of the green railing and brick walls feel untouched by humanity. <laughs> 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 this, we have taken I'm a turn. This going, yeah. Well, this is a marketing thing for a while, like maybe a Halloween event or something. Okay, skywalks of downtown Lincoln. The skywalks of downtown Lincoln feel futuristic or like a fever dream. <laughs> 
<laughs> See, I, okay, I'm gonna bi- I, I'm gonna bite off on the skywalk. I think they're trying to attract some sort of Halloween event, mm-hmm. aren't they? Isn't mm-hmm. that what's going on here? Okay, M Street parking garage. This would be like 13th and M. This space feels like it is pulled straight out of a zombie apocalypse. The unkept interior makes it appear forgotten, and the facade could use a touch up. Down in the parking garage where the light is dim, who knows what is lurking? <laughs> This is a promotional article for downtown Lincoln. Okay, and then the atrium building, it talks about the escalators, and it says they perfectly frame the interior, creating a calming atmosphere while making your stomach flop because something is missing. (laughs) All right. Just very different. Well, it. It really doesn't sound that promotional to me. No, uh, no, no. But I think they are. I think I know what they're up to. I think they are setting this up for a Halloween night downtown, and I bet they want corporate sponsorship in each of these mm-hmm. buildings. And you take your kids and walk them through the dark. Is there skywalks. is there still is there like a Halloween? Um, Downtown, like no. a haunted house. Yeah, there used to be one. They used to have a haunted house. Maybe that's what that we That might be doing. Hey, you, Robin, you need. might have cracked the code. I think that's what's going on here. You might have cracked it. And there's there there's time. This is July. You could get this together and put something really fun. I mean, what do we need a holiday parade for? Let's do a Halloween parade. There you go. All right. You're in charge now. Oh, we okay. put Robin <laughs> well, and Chuck Caleb to it all. Da- Caleb's running for city council. Well, there you go. Fireworks the sudden frown that run, Robin had. I'll run He's... for city council for a Halloween party downtown. Caleb's going to get his own firework named after him. After yeah, after there's the show. A potential. It's going to be called the, the top, top knot. knot. <laughs> it's going to be good. <laughs> so we're going to get there. I think we broke Dave for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, it's well, uh, it's eight eighteen, Dave. Uh, we're talking to the Girl Lincoln team, uh, Robin and Dave. Um, I don't know what we're talking about at this point, other than we're going to move on. Do you want more weird well, news? To New yes. York. We've got, we've got, got some weird one that's news. even weirder. All right, let's than go. Liminal spaces in downtown Lincoln. I miss Jack. What does liminal mean, by the way? <laughs> creepy. Okay, creepy. <laughs> Start off, Robin. Here, this is a, a church in New York. This is just weird. Bizarre. (laughs) New York Church. They just got an offer of $33 million to sell their church. And Mark Ruffalo, who lives across the street in a a condo, is fighting this sale of this church. Along with a lot of other people. And, you know, this all ties into how downtowns are changing and, you know, office people moving out, other things moving in. Apparently, churches are moving out, too. West Park Presbyterian. Church was given landmark status 13 years ago, but now the owners of the church want to reverse that claiming of financial hardship. Ruffalo complained they want to de-landmark it so they can tear it down and build another 20-story high-rise here. So Ruffalo, who lives nearby, is joining a rally with fellow celebrities, preservation activists, attorneys, and everyday up Upper West Siders. Now, a spokesperson for the congregation, they have a whole different take on this. They tell us that they reluctantly went to sell. Upkeep is too costly. Oh, get this. Proper repairs and renovations could cost this congregation $50 million. (laughs) Like, how do you... How do you get a church with a $50 million 
Pledge drive. Maintenance bill. <laughs> How do you get that back? Wow. Of course, in New York, you just move the decimal over one compared to what it would cost in Lincoln to fix a church up. You know. Yeah. Well. Still. Okay, so they've got this thirty million dollar offer to sale. But they have to end the landmark status. So that's how this became such a public thing. So the church is like going to these public meetings, trying to defend itself from all these angry people. And it said that um, they would try to put it to great use, advancing the church mission to help communities across New York City. Um, But Ruffalo says... I want to preserve the history of the city. We see it gobbled up every single day. And the church fired back, or actually a supporter of the church, filmmaker and playwright, playwright Kenneth, I can't, anyway, this guy, Lonergan, sa- this guy said, this church can be transformed into a functioning interfaith space that can also promote the arts and promote the community. So, like, they were going to have, you know, artsy stuff in there, but still have an area. They were trying to get the church to stay and, you know, lease back a little bit of the area. So, what does it take to get landmark status? Oh, that's a process you would how does have that, to. How does that work? You would have to go through with a with your city, and it's a historic preservation designation. Yeah, I, I, you know, of course, I don't know what it takes in in, in New York. Uh, New York I'll probably right. bribe money <laughs> <laughs> to get anything but, done there. But locally, uh, you you uh, usually talk to uh, somebody at the city who is in charge of and they'd the have preservationists, and then they will. Uh, pretty much tell you whether or not that particular structure could be designated as a historic landmark. But that would be like in Lincoln, somebody was trying to retrofit Gold's Galleria and the football coach decided to go on this campaign against it. I mean, that's sort of what this is like. So it's just bizarre. But, you know, how do you get to $30 million maintenance and repair bills? Well, that would... 50 million or 50 yeah. yeah and then your only bailout is a 30, 30 million dollars exactly. million dollar exactly. sale. that makes no sense oh my gosh <laughs> well good i wonder if you can also have a wedding there then if they keep I it bet see you Robin? Will be, it all comes around it all comes, comes around to, to can a, you have a all, wedding there <laughs> all comes back to can you have a wedding there yeah so. yeah weddings well, are the thing now all right so this weekend uh saturday um 12 o'clock noon grow lincoln what do we have coming up uh, we have water conservation ideas for your home and business remodeling and where the growth is in the county. And we're going to talk to Pam Dingman, the county yeah. engineer, regarding that. Any so. any uh, any teasers about any of that? Well, uh, Robin? Well, we always ask them, like, when are you going to pave the roads out right. in the yeah. county like, so we can go <laughs> all the way up 98th Street? You know? So we'll ask her that. We're going to ask her about the East Bypass, too, because yeah. there's there's just no promises about that. But there's still stuff bubbling. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's you still, still hear people planning talking going about it. on. And I don't understand how you can not have a promise, but there's still this right. going on. And the water conservation. I mean, that's there's a lot of good stuff. We, we got some rain. So that's yeah. going to help a little bit. Some, yeah. And the city has done a good job of really conserving during the drought period. So we're. Well, there's we're, always new technologies. You know, it's improving. You know, if you went to the hardware store 10 years ago and were buying a 
toilet or yep. whatever. It's different now. It's better. It is. It's all good. Yeah. All right. Robin, Dave, Girl Lincoln team, thanks so much for the third week in a row of uh, allowing me to... Thank you for putting up with us. Thank you. Yep, yep. And we'll just keep... You're welcome. We'll We'll, we'll keep the wedding question going here maybe the next time that I come in. Wedding events from Girl Lincoln. (laughs) It's 824. Uh, Caleb is going to have a check of sports here in just a little bit. And then uh, Nick Maestas is going to come in this last half of the hour for LNK Today. You're listening to 1499.3 KLIN. Stay informed. Stay connected. What America does not want. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. I think we'll be dry for much of the day in Lincoln, but by evening, I can't completely rule out a spotty shower or two. Better rain chances arrive for the day on Friday. For the Channel 8 Storm Alert team, I'm meteorologist Malcolm Byron. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. Closing out... What should be the final day without Jack Mitchell back? He's he's supposedly on the flight back from Chicago right now, so anticipating him being in for a request line Friday tomorrow. The theme is soundtrack song, so that movie maybe it was a television show where that that song stuck out on the soundtrack for you, and we are going to play those tomorrow on a request line Friday. Now, if you listen to the podcast or if you heard it live on the beginning of the show yesterday, I got a little bit emotional talking about. One of our colleagues in radio here in the city of Lincoln, and and as I said yesterday, the cute thing is to say across the street when you talk about folks that are the competition, and those lines tend to go away when you have some things happen in life and, and you have folks that are impacted in such a way, and I was talking about Mark Onweiler and losing his wife this last Friday, and one of our friends... Uh, here at KLIN and obviously away from the radio station as well because I go in and eat a lot more than I should and drink a lot more Mexican Cokes than I should. Uh, it, it shows in the, the clothing size that I wear. But Nick Maestas from Muchachos comes in this morning. Nick, how's it going? Oh, thank you for having me. No, it's uh, it's nice to come in and uh, to see you guys again, you know? Yeah. Got to come back where the... Uh, the titles happen. Yeah, you know two, I mean? two time, <laughs> that's right. Two time champion for much madness since we went to the modern era, expanded it to sixty four local places, and we'll we'll see if you can get a finally repeat. We haven't had a repeat champion. We'll see see, see what happens this next year. But the reason to have you in is because as, as anyone has followed social media and in Mark and into everything that has been happening over the last couple of months. 
loses his wife on Friday, and there is there's the the GoFundMe for for that. But then you step up earlier this week and offer to run a, a raffle with the the proceeds going towards that GoFundMe. Just just take me through exactly what that raffle is, how people can can help out the Onweiler family. Yeah, no. So we um, you can't not do something, right? Like you see that story and. You just, your stomach drops and like, it's just gut wrenching. And, you know, luckily we are in a position where we can try to do our best to help. And so we decided to give away, um, and I didn't ask anybody. I'm just like, I'm just going to do this. I don't know if the numbers make sense or not, but let's just roll with it. Right. Um, so we're giving away a $500 catered event, um, for a $25 raffle ticket. And we're giving away a $1,000 food truck event. So we'll bring your food truck to your driveway, to your business, uh, your backyard. Um, you know, if you're trying to impress a partner, be like, hey, look what I got you. Um, you know, try to win a $1,000 food truck event. Like, we'll literally pull it up wherever you want us to. Um, and all that money is going to go, all the raffle money will go directly towards the Onweiler family. Wow. And then they've got last that I had looked, it was twenty three thousand yeah. dollars had had been donated to that GoFundMe. How how much has come in for, through the raffle? We're about forty three hundred right now. Wow. Yeah. Um. And you know we're gonna end it tomorrow. We're gonna we're gonna pull names uh, at noon tomorrow and announce winners and whatnot. So, um, you know we'll see if we can get some momentum. We try to make a we may try to push it another week mm-hmm. uh, to see if we can do a little bit more. Um. But uh, you know, definitely, just want to want to wrap our arms around you know Mark and uh, Olivia and that family, and um, the best I know how is through food. And so. that that funeral for Jordan is actually today. today. That's yeah. today. Now, for for those that that may have missed it, they found out back in April that Jordan had cancer, and it it progressed quickly to the point where. Mark let everybody know this last Thursday that she was in hospice and then she passes on Friday. And as as Doug and I talked yesterday, there was a lot of fun to be had over the weekend for a lot of people, but not for everybody. Not when you go through a a long holiday weekend and you just suffered a a loss like that. One of Jordan's last wishes is Mark informed all of us uh, on social media was for, for Mark and Olivia to go on a trip. So some of that money that goes to the GoFundMe, there's obviously the hospital expenses, which, <laughs> as as we all know, if anyone's been to the hospital for anything remotely more than just a, a, the flu, you know already that those expenses go way, way up. Funeral expenses, something none of us want to plan on for a long, long time. Those are two things hitting right away here. But one of Jordan's last wishes was for... Mark and Olivia to make some memories before the school year gets started. So the money after that is going to go towards that as well as a co- I believe a college fund yeah. for Olivia as well. So it, as much as we can help out this family and like you said Nick, wrap our arms around them. How how can folks find the information for this raffle? So I'm mostly posting everything um on my personal Twitter or threads or whatever new thing we're yeah, gonna we're use. Yeah, we're on today. threads now, I yeah. guess. <laughs> um uh and Mastis on Twitter. Um or I did post it on the Muchachos Instagram, Facebook pages as well. Um and you know, if you don't want to donate to this, 
or, or in, you know, participate in the raffle, the GoFundMe is also a great way to throw a few extra bucks our way, um, or even just share. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to donate. You can go in and um, share those links to either my fundraiser or directly to the GoFundMe. Um, you know, you don't always, you can't, you won't always make the most impact with your dollars. You can also do it by just sharing, um, mm-hmm. you know, try to try to spread that word as much as possible. So if you go and find them on social media, Nick, Nick's not hard to find. I also know that because you have your locations here in Lincoln and your locations in Omaha, you've, you've invited folks that they can come yeah. get, just donate directly there as well. Yep. You can come in, um, drop off uh, cash or um, Venmo or cash app or whatever the kids are using anymore Mm -hmm. um and and donate uh you know like i said a 25 dollar uh raffle ticket will get you entered into the 500 dollar, and a 50 dollar will get you into the thousand dollar food truck well thank you for 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 helping out with with this in the way that you are and um obviously this is something that we've we've watched you grow your business grow over the last few years coming out of 2020 when you got the brick and mortar and it's great to see you in in a position to do something like this and um and since i do have you here you've got the the two places up in omaha right now and i, I saw you post how things were a little bit slow but then all of a sudden man people show up but how are how are things going up there for you in omaha the power of media man i tell you what honestly like uh, a local tv station did a, a segment on us last thursday and after that it just was gangbusters man it was nuts and um you know after the holiday after the fourth of july it's always a little bit slower um after any holiday really that week is traditionally a little bit slower so um but otherwise you know it's uh thursday friday saturday was what i always envisioned it would be and uh that felt good like it was really nice to um to see the place come together like that so you've got the you have effectively the same place up there that you have here yeah. with muchachos and then explain the the cereal control stuff. yeah, yeah. Ex- explain what's going <laughs> on with that so we have a coffee and cereal bar on 10th and pacific called control um it's a you know we roast our own coffee in-house our own beans and um you know built a coffee shop but we are in between two coffee giants in omaha hardy and um archetype are literally a stone's throw away in either direction so we needed a way to kind of stand out a little bit and um you know cereal you know takes you back to saturday mornings right sitting in front of the tv watching cartoons playing video games and a big fat bowl of cereal (laughs) and so you can mix three cereals add two toppings to every bowl for six bucks and wow. it's just uh we got video games at every table like <laughs> Nintendo, cool. Super Nintendo, Sega. <laughs> we have a Pac-Man table and it's just a fun place to um kind of escape uh the trials of the day. You know, go in and and you know, feel like a kid. So it's yeah, it's good stuff. Well, as we have have you in here, that that's one of the things that for all of us, we're we're in a position that we can go to a a coffee and in in cereal bar and go that's going to I can escape what's going on and not everyone's that fortunate especially right now as we talk about uh the Onweiler family just one more time exactly what's going on with the raffle how folks can can help out with the what is ultimately for the hospital expenses the funeral expenses and then the last wishes for Jordan Onweiler and our friend Mark and his family 
Yeah, so you can go to any of our social media pages, uh, Muchachos on Facebook or Instagram. Um, go to my personal Twitter and Mastis, and um, you know you can find my Venmo there. Donate twenty five dollars for a five hundred dollar uh, raffle entry, or a fifty dollar donation gets you entered into a thousand dollar food truck um, event. And we're going to end it tomorrow. So, um, you know, if that's something you're wanting to do, go ahead and make those donations now and um, try to, like I said, just lift this family up as best we can. And like you said, go out there and share it on social media. Yep. Take yep. those posts and get them out there. How old is Olivia? Is she about 10 or so? I don't know, actually. Yeah. She, she looks somewhere 10 between 10? 10 and 12. Yeah, yeah that's what there. I would guess, too. Yeah. 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 So, I think it's so. important to... Really, because I didn't know about this story, Caleb, until yesterday morning when you shared it. Mm -hmm. And when I got on and I looked at Nick's page and looked at the feed and read about the story and what was all going on. And anytime, you know, something like that happens to somebody so young, it's it's hard. It's just hard to, um, you know, to, to to accept. And then it's also just hard to walk through that. And then you say, what can I do to help? Yeah. What can I do to serve? And so Nick, you've stepped up to do that. The Venmo link, I used that yesterday. I mean, it's easy. I mean, mm -hmm. you make it very easy to be able to go in there. It just takes a minute. I mean, a minute or two and you can help the family out. So go do that. Go do that. Share it social media. That takes a second and Venmo takes a minute and, um, you've done something to help a great family. Yeah, Nick, I, I know this isn't the only time that, that you step up and, and help folks in our community, so thank you. Yep. And thank you for doing that, and everyone who can help. Uh, as I said yesterday, Mark is such a great dude, yep. and that that family is so great. And and then what you're doing, because you're such a great dude. Mm -hmm. and the, the fact that we can have people in our community that are great, and we can help each other out when things aren't great. So so thank you, Nick, and we'll, we'll try to get some people out there. Um Go hit up Muchachos, yeah. get a burrito, yeah. find the Venmo, leave some donations. Let's help out the Onweiler family right here yeah. uh, today and tomorrow and definitely Beyond. going into the future. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It doesn't end, you know, yeah. after after the services and everything like that doesn't end. So, um, you know, lift up your family, hug your, hug your loved ones and... You know, you know what's good about this, um, Nick. This is the first time I got to meet you in person, and I followed you for you know for a long time now. And you work with the community so well, and a lot of the the athletes that you work with, I know, like they're like my kids' friends, and uh, I've seen you interact with them. So it's it's like I know you already, and we just met today, yeah. and that's what this is, right? This process is just about family. Everybody's you know everybody's human. It's all about relationship, and how can we serve and love each other? And and you do a great job of that so like caleb said way to go I'm, I'm also finding out we're really terrible at gauging people's ages especially when <laughs> when, when they're live so she's going to be going into ninth grade oh <laughs> i yeah. i i know it, as 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 we're all parents here at yeah. very different yeah. different yeah. stages yep it's very hard to to gauge where those are, but well, I have a kid that's going into ninth grade as well, so I wouldn't. You Wait know, a minute, you should have gotten that one right. I should have. <laughs> I should have. No, but I have a boy. Like boys and oh yeah, they're yeah, they're they're smelly and just <laughs> awful. But um, yeah, that's that's another reason not to drag it on here. But you know, another reason why I felt compelled is like I said, I have a son. I have two kids. Mm. Um, and the thought of one of them losing one of their parents just kicks you, man. Yep. And it. 
just had to do something. So thanks for the opportunity to bring me in and, and try to lift them up as much as possible. Absolutely. That's Nick uh, Nick Masis from Muchachos. If you guys can't help out, find him out. Towards the west this morning, I think we'll be dry for much of the day in Lincoln, but by evening, I can't completely rule out a spotty shower or two. Better rain chances arrive for the day on Friday. For the Channel 8 Storm Alert team, I'm meteorologist Malcolm Byron. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. Big thank you to Nick Maestis from Muchachos for stopping in, telling us a little bit about the, the the fundraising effort that he's helping out with the raffle to try to lift up the Unweiler family right now. And that's uh, that's one thing is, is Doug and I have talked about and we talked about there with, with Nick. And I know Jack and I have had some, some texts back and forth that though those competition lines, those all disappear when you have something like this happen. So uh, we are... We are definitely in in positions that we are blessed to help out in in ways that we can. So thanks to Nick for coming on. And uh, we'll we'll probably try to mention this a little bit again tomorrow just just to remind folks that you can go and and help out the little bit that you can. Well, uh, Doug, you have got (laughs) – you've been getting up a little bit early for the last couple of weeks. Potentially, this is the last one for Uh you for a while, because then we know later on this month you're going to be taking over Dan Parsons' show for a couple of weeks as he goes on vacation. So thank you very much for being a a tremendous utility player for us here at KLIN. But you're full-time, we hear you, on One Shot, One Life on on Saturday mornings. And because there's no football, we've been hearing you consistently (laughs) for the last several, several months, and you are syndicated. Tell us just... What what's been going on on one shot? What can people expect this weekend? What what all do you have yeah. going on? It sounds busy. Well, I tell you what, one shot this weekend is powerful, and I this is an organization that I absolutely love. I met them a couple years ago, actually here at KLIN, uh, Wheels for Warriors USA and Hero Stock. Wheels for Warriors uh, is an organization that started um, uh, by Craig Chapin um, because what he wanted to do was give back to um, to to uh, military personnel who have you know, come back um, from being on duty and then find a way for them to, um, to really heal mentally, emotionally, physically. And uh, because of the suicide rate in uh, the military, former military is so high. So what they do is they get these bikes, these motorcycles, and um, they refurbish them and they do these big presentations. I think they've done, I believe, over 30 of them across the country. And so it has really grown. Um, they're looking at a possible TV show picking them up. Mm. Um, they've been, they, 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 and they do this all on their own. They don't get paid for it. They travel around the country and do these. Di- and so we have two recipients um, this uh, this weekend that we're going to have on 11 o'clock on Saturday on One Shot. Um, just a powerful stories of how these guys, literally both of them, which was interesting, both of them said they were ready to take their own life because life had just gotten so hard for them to deal with. And this um, this motorcycle, they call it wind therapy, where they can get out and just kind of let things go. But more than that, they've created a community of people mm-hmm. uh, who have pulled together and just helped serve each other. Out of that is Hero Stock, which is just outside of Lincoln. It'll be in September. And they're expecting around 3,000 people from all across the country to come in uh, just a day of food music uh, fun they'll be doing a bike presentation there and i believe at the first home husker football game wheels for warriors usa is creating this whole husker bike it's awesome and they're going to do a presentation i think at halftime which will be really cool too so the anyway, september 9th by the way is the that what first, it is first husker football game. I, so i believe home, it's home football game. yeah i think it's i think don't quote me on that i think it's that weekend that they're giving that bike away that'll be amazing the bike is incredible um it's got former 
coaches and players on it. It's it's amazing. So cool. Yeah, that's that's the weekend, eleven o'clock uh, Saturday, one shot, one life. And this so. past weekend, I believe you, it was last weekend that you had Mike Chandra. Mike Chandra, <laughs> what a great show, Mike. You know what he does now. He, he he you know he his life was nearly destroyed from problem gambling, and we were talking about you know uh, sports gambling and that all you know starting up here in Nebraska and Lincoln and all that and and uh, what Mike does now is he's been three years, three or four years gamble free and he goes around and speaks to adults young adults kids youth about gambling and the steps that he took to heal from that and you know he's still going through that process but he's taking his pain and turn it into a purpose that we talk about uh, to make a difference in people's lives and that was last week's show you can check out the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts uh, we'd love for you to check that out the so. common theme i hear whenever you talk about the the shows and the guests and the topics powerful oh that, 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 that's what I get out of One Shot, One Life. We are so fortunate, and I just, I love, what I love to do is to help people tell their story. That's what I love. That's what I'm passionate about. And um, and uh, we've been fortunate enough to get great guests from all across the country and here locally, too, on the show. And we appreciate I appreciate what you've done, because when we started to kick this off almost two years ago now, in Jul- well, this month, uh, you helped do all the prep and production and all that to get the show started. So thank you. And thank for you for coming in so, for the last awesome. couple of weeks. <laughs> thank you to the Grow Lincoln team. Thank you to Nick Macis for stopping in. Congratulations to Ted on that four-pack pack of 